The 100% Wild Podcast is brought to you by Onyx Hunt, the nation's number one GPS hunting app. Download today in the Google Play and App Store. Buenos dias and welcome back to another episode of the Dre Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast in Spanish. That's, the whole show is going to be bilingual. Be yeah. <laughs> I only had French in and, and high school and I failed, so... Spanish, I know nothing. So you just sit there and say, see. Sí. Yes. No. Sí. How do you say no in Spanish? No. No. There you go. <laughs> nice. So that's Matt Drury. Introduction. I'm Matt Drury, and we have Taylor Drury in studio once again. We didn't have her for 110 plus shows. <laughs> now we got two in a we're row. We're going to make up. And we're going to make up. She's just going to be on the podcast for here on out. Forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, forever. Let's we're going to keep filming the two days you're at studio. We're going to film 15 of All the podcasts. <laughs> and we're going to keep up with our tradition that Tim Wells started yeah. of yeah. times when you had to hold your own wound shut. Yeah. yeah. And so everyone gets to tell their own artery. Uh, everybody story. gets to tell their own death story. Mm-hmm. And what we've come up with is Tim got a splinter on his deck once. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I a wicked splinter. my knee before. Yeah. I got a sunburn once as well. Fell off my bike. Maybe. Go. That works. If you haven't listened to that Tim Wells podcast, <laughs> I highly suggest. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll like, change your life. I, I was the edge of my seat listening to his stories, man. And you can tell how uh, he loves it. He, there's it's nothing no fake about it's what he's passion. doing. Mm-hmm. He loves what he's doing. And he loves the thrill of the adventure and the danger. Yeah. And he obviously loves the thrill of the danger. And honestly, I liked it because he has a lot of knowledge, too. You're learning at the same time right. that you're completely captivated by the story. Yeah. I mentioned to him as at the end there that he, if he doesn't have an audio book, he should because you can hear the passion just coming out in yeah. every word but he says. It's one of my favorite parts about his TV show, the narration. You can, yeah, like he writes it very dramatically mm-hmm. and it's, very but it's, it's not, yes. it's not melodramatic. It's, it's right on par for what's happening yeah. Yeah. in the moment. For a guy whose teacher in sixth grade made fun of his, said he'd be a no nothing or whatever he said. Yeah. yeah. He's sure done something with his life and he's very, very talented. He's obviously a very intelligent guy. Yeah. You know, that, that story hit home with me because in, I the last. you were dumb as well. Well, I was. You were told that you weren't and going I anywhere. I took smart pills and I got smarter. In kindergarten, the last day of kindergarten, we were going to Wisconsin on a family vacation, which typically was like a fishing vacation. Uh, my dad picked me up and my my kindergarten teacher pulled him aside and she was like, Tim was a great kid to have in class, but all he ever talks about is fishing and hunting. I think you need to get him involved. No, she said, all he ever talks about is fishing. I think you need to get him involved in sports or something. Cause he's just so single minded on this. And my dad was like, well, he also likes hunting. So we got both <laughs> two things. Yeah. But, but you know, I think about how many kids are kind of veered off of a path because maybe their interests are non-traditional. Like, I'm sure they didn't have a, a class on recurve archery at right. slocking. school. Right? Yeah, there's yeah. no slocking 101. But how many kids are steered aside early in life because it's not a traditional pursuit? Like mm-hmm. maybe like my 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 father-in-law grew up hunting squirrel and rabbits for dinner. Like that that was part of their sustenance, and it was normal to bring your 22 to school because after school on the way home on on your yeah. walk you would try to plink off a couple rabbits for yeah. dinner. Now if you did that, you, you know you'd have the SWAT team there. Well, yeah, yeah. My cousin Waylon and I in high school, we would go not a lot, but, but during spring turkey season, we would get together and go turkey hunting in the morning and then head off to school, you know, June, sophomore, junior, senior year. Yeah. yeah. And you got a gun in your vehicle for the day, you know, that stuff 
you can't do now. Right. I used to bring my compound bow to class, to, to, to high school, and put it in my locker. <laughs> I could just see. Yeah. Okay. In like a- Matt, Matt, in the edit, you got to put in Tim's picture of himself in high school. And then anybody, <laughs> if you want a visual, go to the YouTube page or DeerCast and watch this podcast to see this picture of Tim. And then now, Sexy. now that you've seen this picture of Tim and his afro and, and all his mm-hmm. glory, then picture no him lips. walking down the hallway with a compound <laughs> bone in his hand. Like, Hello, ladies. Mr. Cool guy. It, a lady well, killer. It's amazing that you're going to continue on your last name <laughs> if you think about all those things together because yeah. it is awesome. We serve a merciful God. That's all <laughs> That's I can right, say. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, we, had, we had archery class in PE or we had archery lessons in PE and so I would bring my compound bow to school, put it in my locker and when PE wow. time rolled around, I would go to my locker walk from my yeah strutting making a face <laughs> biker like, shorts <laughs> did you wear biker shorts for gym no we probably just had, like, like like uh, like high white yeah. socks <laughs> I want to see a picture of you from Tim class. That's what I would like. That's the nice thing about my childhood is that there's just not a whole lot of pictures <laughs> because I grew up in an age where not everyone had cameras and no one well, wanted to take well, a, listen, a lot of don't pictures feel bad of Because today's age, everybody's got a camera. It's the most photographed yeah. generation, generation in the world. With the fewest hard copies. With the fewest actual pictures. Yeah. Yep. Hard copy pictures. That's a fact. Yep. So, so my childhood remains shrouded in mystery <laughs> for good reason. As it should. <laughs> but it really just shows how in, in a short generation's time, weapons like bows and arrows yeah. have fallen out of the mainstream. I love these podcasts where we <laughs> dig into your top. <laughs> People are going to want to know more. Like They got to go <laughs> like, views. This We've been wanting to pick up views. This is the reason. Not the Tim Wells podcast. Not the, anything else we've done. If you want to see what Tim looked like and then picture him strutting down the hallway with <laughs> the a bow and arrow, that's the reason. It was the ID picture for my freshman year of high school. Like day one, walk in, get your picture taken. And this yep. is setting the trajectory. Did you see him post about that? I haven't. His, no. Oh my gosh, it's classic. The, the full story. It's like Mark's <laughs> pictures from from. When I he think was we kid. should get those out. They're also the, look. The none bowl of us, cut. None of yep. us look great. No, but it's, some it's of kind us, of a given. It's a whole other level of looking. Geeky. Mark's was pretty. <laughs> Mark's was pretty good. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I think mom and mom and just shared. You saw that picture of yes, mom the and prom. dad from prom. Yep, and dad looked pretty awesome. Oh my god, he looks like Pedro. He could have been. That's racist. He could have been a beetle. <laughs> He's the sixth beetle. He is the non-talented one. Oh yeah, yeah. It, but but it it, it does it does mm-hmm. really. <laughs> there's hope for you. Like if <laughs> if things are going so well for you as a young. <laughs> Look at your pictures. Yeah. That was the point of Tim's post was that there. It was how, yeah, why it's not a good idea to peak in high school. It's an article I wrote and. um, I need to see this. It's good. So anyways, I digress. Once you got into that, it just took me down that wormhole. (laughs) Any way I could keep bringing that picture back up, I want to do it. And like I said, it's not like I have anything great going on either. Total dork. (laughs) I think that's what like, it's so important to struggle at some point in your life, because that's when you figure out that's who when you, you build are. Character. Exactly. <laughs> Some have more than others. I got a lot of character. <laughs> <I have> a <laughs> lot. So, so let's take advantage of Tay being in the studio. I don't want to talk about my childhood. No, no, let's here. keep let's on this. Talk about you. <laughs> you tell more. Some embarrassing hygiene stories. Let's dip into that. Oh, why don't we? Nice. Um, so Tay, you've had a busy 
early summer, I guess. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff going on. Yep. In general, a busy year summer. so far. Busy year. I feel like the year is just flying by. Yeah. Fall, trade shows, married. Well, fall summer. was last year. So. <laughs> well, I, well, our fall <laughs> really continued flying. into January. <laughs> That's kind of blends. But yeah, and I just got back from Oregon, so that was awesome. I did the factory tour at Leupold and Danner. One of the, honestly, coolest things I've ever done. Really, really cool. You need to go someday. I'd love to. It it's looks really, awesome. Your really story's cool. really cool. Were there any and, super secret places that they maybe couldn't show you? There were. There was actually, probably it was like 70% you could take photos of, 30% you just couldn't because of the machines or technology or new stuff they sure. had coming out. But seeing the behind the scenes of products that we use- you know, almost on a daily I was basis during the fall. by your boot story on the Drury Outdoors Instagram page. The like, boot that was one was cool. really, yeah. really, really cool. I, mean, I, d- I just, ignorance, I didn't have any idea all that was American made. Yeah, all of it. Their parts, their tools, everything. So super Pretty cool. awesome. Yep. And those kind of things you do pay a premium for, but when you think about the economic impact and keeping mm-hmm. jobs oh, here yeah. domestically, yeah. putting people to work yes. and they're supporting their families and just the sheer quality. Like when you are, when you're manufacturing on your soil, mm-hmm. you just have so much more control over quality, quality. control. And, yeah. and, and, and I think the turnaround time and feedback from the consumer in the field is a lot quicker too. Yeah, sure. You don't have sure. to work with retooling a factory in Indonesia or where, wherever yeah. it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. After the tours, you're almost like, wow, I've been taking like these products for granted. You don't realize how many steps and materials and people actually touch every single yeah. scope or every single boot. So it was really cool. I always felt that way when we, cause we've, I, I have gone to like PSE's headquarters yeah. to see that yeah. process several times. And Same. it always am amazed by just how much they're doing yeah. on our soil and, and how complicated it really is actually yes, agree. the CNC machines and just the amount of engineering that goes into it. Yeah. CNC sure. a music factory also. Well, yeah. Okay. This would be before know. your age. <laughs> like, yeah, be, not sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Sure. Pump up the jam. Is that CNC? I think so. Fa- yeah. <laughs> this is why that in your childhood, ch- you could bring a boat to school. If I would have brought a boat to school, I would have been arrested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're talking jock jams era. Yeah. Yeah. Cosmic like bowling, jock jams. Through, <laughs> what jock jam number are they on now? I'm, Y'all are Asian. I don't know so that crazy. they have. Well, Tim literally just told me he bought a CD the other day. Yeah. I bought the new you, church How study. do you even I have go, a CD player? I, I go, so you're the one guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to the, I went to Walmart and they had a, just a tiny, they probably have literally a hundred CDs for sale. It's a, and it's I was actually like, more than I would I'm think. not going to find, it was desperate man, the new Eric church CD. I'm not, yes. it's probably not going to be here, but they had three of them. Did you know that they have that all on Apple iTunes? <laughs> this what is, fancy what is smartphone that? that you carry around everywhere. Uh-huh. You could put it right there. Put music inside these and things? And I guarantee it, your truck's new enough where <laughs> it probably could be played from your phone to your truck. Huh. <laughs> Can I get the Charleston on it? That's my jam. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> so, so anything surprise you about the Danner Loophole factory tours in terms of like kind of cool technology that's coming up or some, maybe something that's different about other optics or boots? Yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, to me, the whole thing was surprising. That was besides PSE. That was really my first like detailed factory tour. Uh-huh. I mean, it's an hour and a half of looking at machines, meeting the employees. And again, I it was baffling to me how many parts or how long it, it 
takes them to make a boot. You know, we were like, how many boots do you make a day at Danner? And she's like, oh, like usually, you know, within one work day, you can get about 100 to 150 boots That's made. That's not as so, many as I would No, and think. the factory is huge. There's people everywhere working as hard as they can. So it's amazing that it takes that long to make no one doubt. pair of boots. Another thing I really liked was the, watching the military boots be made. So like the boots that we were hunting, it's totally Uh different with the military boots. They have so many more layers and parts to them. So that was really interesting to learn and hear about their background with the military and supporting that. Sure. So, and and all the specs that they probably have to meet in order to be compliant with those military contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I assume just the amount of miles that those, that soldiers put on a pair of boots. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, it's no astronomical compared to your average person that yeah. I got a pair of Danners that have lasted me a couple, <laughs> years. Couple years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. well, and, and you think about just the sheer pressure that comes with producing something for someone that's serving in the military. Like mm-hmm. if you don't put together a good product, literally life someone's death. life yes. is on the yeah, line. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's different than, you know, maybe inconveniencing someone on a whitetail hunt. Oh, for sure. For sure. And the loophole one, I think a really cool part of the tour is they have this whole case and it is scopes that were, that that went through battle. So Mm. like not battle, battle, but like hit by lightning, um, found in a river years later, crazy things. And like things that people have returned for warranty issues. Yeah. But for like insane, Mm -hmm. crazy situations and they they have them all in a case and they're all intact. So that's when you know you're getting a really, really awesome off. Yeah. That this, was cool to see. This past uh, season was the first year I hunted with loophole binos. I'd always They're had kind of some cheapies that I got as a kid mm-hmm. and I could not believe the color the reproduction yeah. and yeah. the Low depth of, and the, yeah, the light gathering capability and the depth of field like you, cause, cause the, the cheapies I used to use just everything looked flat and it was hard yeah. to gauge. And dark. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 quality glass makes such a big, and a lot of that oh, comes yeah. in quality control and initial well, materials. And a lot of it's like a lifetime warranty type stuff. It's yeah. worth, it is worth paying the extra price to have the better. And that's with almost anything in life. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. If you can afford to save up and, and, and get it, a lot of times it's the one piece you might have for your life, you know, or yep. a lot, no bit large part portion of your life. So yep. a lot of times it's worth it. Yeah. It's one of the things my grandparents kind of pounded into us. They were, you know, average means who worked at a steel mill and stuff, mm-hmm. but they always spent as much as they could on the important stuff. And boots are, are critical. I mean, boots can make or break a hunt. Yeah. Yeah. I was, sure. Yeah. I always remember dad, you know, lacing up his boots before construction. You know, that, that's the one thing in my childhood. I always remembered him Mm. sitting on the step right there in the garage, lacing his boots up, you know? So it's definitely one thing that you want a good pair of. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. And even on the glass, you know how you're saying it's just, there's such a difference. It's cool because a a lot of the other optic companies, they were saying they order in that glass, that prescription Uh where loophole actually is making the exact prescription that goes in your optics oh. at the factory. So we got to watch a prescription be made That's that goes cool. into now, the glass. But is the glass still the coming from over? I know they make all their scopes in, in yeah. Oregon there in Beaverton, Oregon. Yep. But is the glass, does that come from somewhere else? The actual glass itself? You know, we didn't, I, I'm not sure on that. We didn't see the step like, yeah. Basically, we saw the step when the glass was yeah. arriving and yeah. there's they're actually putting it through testing and deciding the prescription and then testing the light outside. But I don't know where yeah. the glass came That's from. That's cool, though. Yeah. Some of the fun fact here, some of the best 
sand for making glass comes from my hometown of Ottawa, Illinois. Silica really? sand. Yeah. Interesting. It's white sand. They mine it out of the ground and it's the cleanest and some of the most pure silica around. Hmm. So one thing that you'll know by the end of this podcast, by doing podcasts with Tim, there's always <laughs> random <a> facts. Random <laughs> cool fact. Whether Thanks for a, saying cool. Whether it's a wildlife <laughs> word of the day or something else. Tim's yeah. got that wide knowledge base that I don't have. There's, weird, there's weird stuff floating around up in my brain. Now, sometimes. if you want to talk like movie, like pop culture, yeah, you always, I got that for me. I got that going yeah. for me. But. Matt always will like say a movie quote. He's like, you know the movie? I'm like, nope. He's Not like, so did much. you live under a rock when you were a kid? That was literally my college experience. <laughs> Movies. It's some school. Yeah. A little well, it, bit. It, it, yeah, we some all have drinking. friends that like speak in 80% movie references Austin Land yeah oh really? my gosh yeah. yes so 80% of the day I have no idea what he's saying <laughs> that's nice honey <laughs> yeah great <laughs> so is Austin speaking of Austin is he getting yep. geared up for Utah for the season yep. out there they got tons of clients coming in wild country adventures obviously every mm -hmm. fall so they starting to see I guess velvet mule deer and yep. elk and everything else yep they just started currently right now they're putting out mineral for all the animals sure um, which that's a task in itself they're putting out mineral for two to two and a half weeks to cover all the land um, then they'll start summer scouting about every day for mule deer and yeah. elk but it's so cool to see when he gets home from the ranch he's got all these pictures of elk and mule deer that are just already Ugh. looking big and he said as of like a couple days ago they still have about 45 days of growth yet and they've already got some giants walking around awesome. so that's fun to see it, it's so interesting to me because growing <clears throat> in your childhood Mark was gone a lot mm -hmm. hunting. Yeah. And so like, it's probably not that big of a transition now yeah, with, no. because both you and Austin are pretty much out of pocket mm -hmm. during hunting seasons. Yeah. For a lot of people, that would be a difficult transition to make. For but. sure. Yeah. A lot of people are like, I don't, I don't understand how you guys can spend so much time apart. And it's like, I just, I, that's just like normal life to me. I've never I really never saw my dad. <laughs> yeah. All right. My dad Leave was me alone. always gone. <laughs> I call my dad by his first name. Yeah. I mean, but that I was, actually too. <laughs> yeah. Terry. That was the cool thing about growing up though. It's like, if, you know, if I wanted to see dad, you go to the farm, but I wanted to go to the farm. Yeah. So the, your weekends. Just so happens he was there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're you here. wanted that Friday at school to come so you could leave at two o'clock and go to the farm and spend the weekend with him. And sure. I think it's going to be really the same thing for our kids too. You mm -hmm. know, Austin's got kind of the same guide schedule, same months that dad's right. hunting. So, but. I don't really find it that difficult. Your, it's your way of life. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you were your wife or my wife, it <laughs> would go different. over as well because yeah. that's not where they, the space they came from. Yeah. Per se. Yep. Yeah. So if there were no kids in the equation, <laughs> it'd be then it'd be like, yeah. get out of here. I was going to say, we yeah. don't have children yet. It may be different it, when that comes, but, but I don't know that it'll change a whole lot for you because yeah. of the way, the way that you, you know, you move to, I, and maybe that would be a little different. Now you're no longer uh, considered an Iowa resident. Mm -hmm. I saw that you put in for your preference point. So I could cry. your season <laughs> might be a little different this year, I it guess, and, and what your schedule is. Right. Dad and I actually were having that conversation. I think it, it will be a little less this year without those Iowa tags. Yeah. yeah. My heart is still broken. Mm. I remind Austin daily that I moved to Utah and I sacrificed those Iowa tags. That's, he must be worth it. <laughs> it's not That's, like you get to go hunt 
well, country spots either. No. They're full. No, you know, no, it's no. not like you switch from here to there. Yeah. Now you're putting in for a tag there and you're putting in for a tag. Yes. Here. Everyone's so. so, are you hunting elk or mule deer at the ranch? I'm like, that's not how it works. No. Yeah. No, so, so yeah. Illinois, Missouri, is that kind of your go to for this fall for white uh, Texas? Tex- Texas. Probably be Missouri, Texas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because obviously Missouri over the counter, so you can get a bow tag, a gun tag. And then mm-hmm. Texas, we always usually go down like twice a year. Sure. Um, yeah. And then I put in for Iowa. And so I think that's what every other for gun, every four for bow. Yeah. Type of Typically thing for those zones build. that you're going to be yeah. going for. Yeah, loader. Sure. So, so I, I actually put in, last year was my first year putting in for a point and I put in again yeah. this year. So hopefully in a couple you years. You're going to go to Mark's farm? No, I wasn't invited I there. <laughs> <laughs> Never had that <laughs> invite, but I was invited it's to Greg Clessinger's farm. Oh, so that's wow. not a bad That's trade. not a bad one either. So <laughs> that's, that's why I started. I wouldn't have been so presumptuous to put in unless I was yeah. invited. Somewhere. Sure. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that a couple years down the road though. Heck yeah. Beer before you know it. We'll meet you at the Mexican restaurant. Oh, see that, so, that <laughs> I look Mexican. forward to the night in Iowa more than Sunny anything. Camp. Yep. There's not yeah. many mornings, but there's a lot no, of evenings. A lot of mornings kind of bleed into noon. Yeah, yeah. That's right. you never so, know. But no, so I'm looking forward to seeing how your season plays out this year. It's going to mm-hmm. be different, but yeah. th- in some respects, it'll be very similar. I mean, you you probably focus a little more on Missouri when yep. you're staying in at the yes. Iowa camp and your trips to Texas will be like they're always, they always are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it's going to change a whole lot, maybe other than the duration of time that you're staying yes. at the Iowa house. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that I'm actually in the Midwest for four consecutive months. I don't go home. I live yeah. out of a suitcase, which not complaining. I love it. Sounds glamorous. Um, but I'm not going to be mad about a little bit more time at home. Yeah. Um, I'll get to go to the ranch and hunt with Austin and his clients, which a lot of his clients are really relationships that we have yeah. too. So yeah. it's not a bad trade. See, yeah. Taylor is now our resident Westie. Oh, that's right. Please. Yeah. Call me that. <laughs> and Austin, he was already our Westie. Yeah. Flat brim, buff. <laughs> Not overly tall. <laughs> yeah. That's the description. What is. do the Westies call us Midwesties? Flatlanders. Yeah, Flatlanders. Yeah. yeah. They've never been to Missouri. So, which well. Westies can kind of have a bad connotation. The, the, that, I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is all tongue in cheek. Okay. I'm making fun of it because of mm-hmm. there's some, there's some social sites out there that make that it. Are pretty oh funny. yeah, yeah. And, and I get a kick out of it, but yeah, that's because it's not directed at me. <laughs> yeah. it, it would feel a lot differently if, if they're making fun of me. But yeah. it's a, uh, we like to poke the bear. We like to poke Austin and make yeah. a little fun about it. But yeah. that's Western all. Hunting is is fun though. I mean, I just. I really didn't know anything about it mm-hmm. until I met Oz, but even more so when I moved, you know, cause yeah. I'll join him for just the prep of their season. Like we were talking about, and it is completely a 180 from whitetails. It really is. And to me, it's just in the public land thing too, is really sure. cool to learn about meet public land hunters and hear their tactics. It's a whole new aspect of hunting that I honestly didn't know existed. Yeah. Really. Well, you know, and, and we have enough partners out there out West now, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, uh, Leopold or, or lacrosse Danner Winchester. or Winchester arms is based out there. Yep. Browning, uh, and then, uh, now on X you get, yep. you get, 
uh, it's just a, a very different, well, I shouldn't even PSE. I mean, it's Arizona. Yeah. It's obviously sure. it's West. So it, it's a different, it's just a kind of a different culture out there. The it hunting's is. way different. Yep. The, the approach that they have to take is totally different, but they have access to a lot more ground a lot. In, in a lot of instances. It's mm. just a lot harder hunt. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. sure. Totally. De- it's not even comparable. No, that's what not. fascinates me about it is like you hear an elk bugle or you see a, a mule deer bedded down. It's like, well, that's a three mile walk to get, yeah. to get over to them. Yeah. It's way different than what we do. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, when we're turkey hunting and it's like, Hey, a gobble was way over there. It's like, <laughs> hum, hum, hop in the side by side, get the truck and we're there all of a sudden. It's yeah. not that hard in the scheme of things. It's not that hard. Yeah. The totally. terrain is definitely Definitely different. Yeah. I never understood, you know, like physically training for a hunt oh, right. until you go to the West and you're like, okay, I have to physically train for yeah. this because of the altitude, yeah. you know, <laughs> just, just in general, the it's, terrain of it, you mm-hmm. know, is totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember beautiful. going with Mark to, well, we, Early yeah, on let's talk I, about your mule deer hunt with Mark. Yeah. Well, so I, I went with Mark to Colorado. <laughs> this would have been my First or second year working here. Uh And I had never seen a mule deer in person. (laughs) I had never edited a mule deer hunt. I had no idea. And frankly, at that point, I was... 22, probably 22, 23. I, at that point, I really hadn't hunted a whole lot either because I had stopped hunting all through college and sure. the second mm-hmm. half of high school and I had a really good time. I just went and did my thing. Well, I came <laughs> back to it. And I really didn't know what I was doing. So back then, the thing was that Mark specifically Mark, he'll just throw you in the fire. It's like, Hey, you're going to come film. It's like, yeah, you know, okay. I really wasn't a great camera guy and, and, but I could figure it out. It's not like I had general uh, production classes in college, but I wasn't proficient at being a camera guy and F stops to this and that or whatever. So we go out West and we go to Colorado. I remember it was Eagle Outfitters or Golden Eagle Outfitters or something like that. Donnie something or other. It was a great, great place. Great time. Mm-hmm. And we're mule deer hunting. And Mark is, I think it might've been a muzzleloader hunt. It was really? a gun hunt. Yeah, it was a gun hunt. Dang. And so we're going up and down at the train. It was, we were going up and down, up and down, trying to get in front of this bachelor group okay. of mule deer. And we get in front of them. And so we were literally, we were sprinting like I was in, I mean, I wasn't like I was in bad shape because I was younger, mm-hmm. but I wasn't in that kind of, I wasn't prepared for that hunt oh. by no means. <laughs> so we're going up and down, up and down. And we get to, to where we kind of get to the bachelor group and I'm out of totally out of breath. And then we got a <laughs> belly crawl for two or 300 yards. We had a belly crawl to get into position and you're, you know, you're crawling on, stuff that's poking and oh yeah the cameras weren't small then no it would have been a canon trying to remember what the name of those it was a a mini dv camera but it was probably for those of you watching it's probably a foot and a half or so you know uh, long sure good enough size plus your camera bag plus your gear you Mm -hmm. know and all that good stuff so anyways it's besides the point so we get rid of the gear we start belly crawling we get into position and mark's like if you've ever hunted with Mark, it's very intense. I don't care if you're squirrel yeah. hunting, he's going to make it intense. And for the hunter, he really makes it intense if oh, he's yeah, the camera guy. Pressure. And so, so anyway, so you don't want to screw up. Whether you're filming, hunting, mm. you're the guy, you, yeah. he makes it very 
pressure packed where you don't want to screw up because, because you're he will never going to feel worse than you already. Yeah, <laughs> this tall, and getting taller, and getting smaller. That's a famous line in Good our times. company history. But anyway, so we get in position and we're looking at this bachelor group of mule deer, and I had no idea which one he was going to shoot, and and. There was probably, I don't know, probably seven or eight mule deer in the special group. Yeah. And he I said, which which one are you going to shoot? And I, I don't remember. It was, it was something like, he's the one with his head down. And I was like, <laughs> there's, you know, they're feeding. I was like, all right, is it the one on the left or the one on the right? The one with the head down, you know? It was like <laughs> that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know. Okay. I, I, asked, I asked like two or three times for more clarification. <laughs> and he just stuck with his line of he's the one with his head down. And I'm sure he's looking through, you know, a sight picture Small, or whatever. Yeah. And and uh -huh. he was looking he's at a yeah. shooter. Well, I was looking at a like a two-year-old and, and you know whatever i on i was him. i was zoomed in he's like you on him i was like i'm, I'm on, on him one of them. i was like he he's the one with his head down or whatever he's like it, it may have been head up i forget which but he's like yeah that's him i was like i'm on him and he shoots and the one that i'm on is just standing there uh, and i was like i think you missed him you know shoot again or and whatever like, what? and he's like what he's running away and i look up, you know out of my uh, viewfinder i look up and i was like uh <laughs> he's like did you get him you know and i was like i don't know i don't know you know <laughs> and so wrong answer so we looked back at it and i was filming like a two-year-old <laughs> To, to me, he had a rack. He had a good yeah, rack. Yeah. You know, first time ever seeing oh, a great looking white tail. And uh, so, I'm sure he didn't make you feel bad oh at all. Oh my god! So <laughs> not only there in camp with everybody else, but literally, I remember. I'll never forget. We were in the rental car going back to the airport and Mark is always on his phone. So is dad. They're yeah. both always on their phone. Well, back then it wasn't texting, which he's always doing. Mm -hmm. It was actual phone calls. Yeah. I remember Jared, he <laughs> called Jared and he told Jared about it and we're sitting in this car and I was, we were on the side of the road because it was getting beauty shots for the story, you know, and, and he's telling the story and he's like, well, Matt, why don't you tell the story? He <laughs> called like yourself. two or three people oh, yeah. and made me tell the story over and over and over. You know, there's a common trend because he does this to Wade and I on a daily basis. If we if we make a mistake, he will call his people and they all have to know. Well, that. so the good, the only silver lining is I've never filmed him since. <laughs> it was a one and done. Well, you're out. Well, I'm out because that's the other thing. If you ever screw up, you're done. You're done. Like you are very incompetent shot. at that thing that you messed up at. Well, I I remember years later. Terry, Mark, and I were turkey hunting, and this has been years ago. And and I somehow it got to be where I it was a day where we all ended up ended up killing, mm -hmm. and I had to get the I had to man the camera at one point. And I remember Mark was like, "Are you sure you're on him? Uh. You, on him? you sure it's the right one? You know?" But like he's dead serious. But I knew exactly what he was in reference yep. to. But I've never filmed him since. And frankly, I haven't filmed much since in general. So yeah. it, it good and bad. So if you're popping yeah. Malox, I know why. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. just. Giving he's me just, ulcers. Yeah. He's so intense and in it. And when I filmed him, I filmed him last fall, kill that deer yeah. with his bow. That, like, that was an intense anyways. 
Oh, yeah. And I just remember thinking, I am so dead. <laughs> this <laughs> well, biggest up. deer I'm, of the year for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm filming through a hole this yeah, size that wasn't fogged. The muddy blind was totally fogged. So yeah. it was high pressure. The deer is totally staring you guys down. Oh, completely. Which, by the way, if you want to see this, mm-hmm. you can go over to the DeerCast mm-hmm. app and see that what we're calling the DeerCast Now the flash, flash forwards. forwards. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be there. By the time this airs, it'll be in there. So check it out. But it's intense, intense. It is so intense. We hunted on the wrong wind, which we never, ever, ever do that. But we took the the most I've seen you guys run. Oh, we ran. (laughs) He ran into the blind. Yeah, he's all, we're going to run. And then just, I'm like, all right, we're (laughs) running. That's what we're doing. But scent crushed up. But I just remember when I was filming, I was praying to God. I'm like, please don't mess this up because I'm so dead if I do. (laughs) This is not just a deer. It's It's, a big deer. yeah, Yeah. It's very intense. And I often thought about that. If I ever did get that invite to hunt up there, It, I would almost just request to go with Wade. <laughs> like, just send yeah. Wade with me. That is <laughs> much very low, relaxed. Low yeah, yeah di- much different approach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Unreal. So, so the moral of the story is if you get invited <laughs> to come film, you better don't. practice. Better <laughs> just come don't. up there. Just get sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't make it. Sorry. Yeah. I already have too many ulcers. Yeah. Sorry. I'm good. No, I'm out. New guys. If you're a new guy with us. Oof. Poor Chase. Poor any of them. They've yeah. all, Mark and Terry's camera guys have seen it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's why Mark and Terry are so that's successful. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the other part of it. They, they want it done driven. right. They want it done right. Mm-hmm. They're intense, especially when it comes to our trade, our craft. Yeah. And that's why 30 years later, the company is what it is, yeah. not driving no determination. But mm-hmm. I've been in a lot of camps with those guys where they have totally chewed the camera guy's ass. <laughs> I've seen guys cry. I've literally seen grown men cry. They just have a way with words. Yeah. <laughs> and if they're both in camp together, you're screwed. <laughs> I won't say who, but I know of a guy who was on a media turkey hunt with us that vomited after missing a turkey. He was really? so worked up. With one of us or with? With another, not associated with Jury Outdoors, but <laughs> okay. another, another media camp. But this guy was so just outside of his body after having missed that, that he, he hurled. Because oh of who was in camp with him, you're saying? Because of who he was hunting with. Oh. And I can't give that away either. <laughs> and the fact that he missed, he just felt like he screwed up so badly that he lost well, it. It's probably guess, what Matt almost did. Yeah. No, actually, I'm so indifferent to it. <laughs> I've been yelled at my whole goddamn life. <laughs> it, it really, you just take the beating. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I have learned, there's only been a few times in my life where I've pushed back yeah and it never goes well you're not gonna change it so it's like you know what take it you obviously it was my fault so right right what are you gonna do like i I will say that is one thing that i have learned how to own up to my mistakes yeah all through life you if you own it it's never it's a good life lesson it is a good life just own it yeah you know you're gonna be better because of it. Just right. own it. We were <laughs> so. talking about that last night because of the Missouri house flooding. Yeah. It's like, I wish someone would just own who did this. <laughs> Mark's Missouri just house is totally about this. flooded. Yeah. Oh, Somehow, uh, like, the, the well, toilet had, was overflowing for yeah. we had a an, month. We had an a issue month? with the toilet during turkey season. So it was one of those things. If you had to flush, you had to sit there and wiggle it. We had someone come fix it. Didn't get fixed. And then the water was shut off. Well, somebody went in the Missouri house and, t- and went to the bathroom. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was gonna say that. And um, didn't turn the water off. And this we is why now, we need a soundboard. Yeah. Didn't well they went to the bathroom in the last week, didn't turn the water off. And, and there's now no ceiling in the basement. Dude, it's destroyed. Whoa. Like it's that, destroyed. we were proofing Mark and I were proofing critical mass yesterday. It's really bad. And he got the text and uh they were he, he and dad were just talking about what can go wrong, does go wrong on the farms Mark constantly. Yeah. And uh, just constantly, no matter what, whether equipment and everybody deals with that yeah. on a farm, but and literally this happened. Well, he <laughs> said just, Wade was like call me ASAP, which uh, dad's always like, oh gosh, like I hope there's not a tractor accident yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And Wade hurt. was like, your house is completely flooded. And dad's like, whatever, send me a video. <laughs> yeah, he showed us the video. I was like, holy it's really cow. Bad. All because of a toilet. Dude, All the video, you hear, it sounds like a waterfall. It was still running. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, like a waterfall. The entire ceiling <sighs> is just gone. Wow. So last That's- night he was telling Austin, Austin was like, so who did it? And uh, dad goes, nobody, it just happened apparently. Magic. <laughs> when I was growing up, if something did something around the house, it was always the neighbor kids. Yeah. <laughs> neighbor kids it. broke your lamp, mom. Well, unfortunately for me growing up, the neighbor kids were all first cousins. Nope. And uh, so Waylon did it. Oh, it, was, did it, it usually was Waylon. <laughs> no offense to anybody, but Waylon usually with- was the culprit. The we had a, I, we had Daisy BB guns. And like, we're not going to get a sponsorship out of this, but (laughs) I, uh, Waylon, his neighbor, he had a more high powered BB gun, a pump gun. (laughs) And I had a Daisy BB gun. Well, he decided we should shoot at the neighbor's window. Why not? And I swear it had to be his because mine couldn't hit. Further than 50 feet, you yeah. know, out. It just, I mean, you could, I could point blank shoot you right here and it ain't going to hurt Should you. Should we try it? <laughs> and, Break out the Red Rider. And I think it was his, but we both got in trouble for it. And it was his idea, Guilt but by I got in yeah. a ton of trouble. I remember dad coming home from work <laughs> that night and it usually was late anyways. Yeah. And you were just praying they didn't come into the room. <laughs> and I just remember uh, hearing the garage, hearing the door, hearing the footsteps, hearing my door. He's going to kill Ralph. Hearing the bell. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm dead. Guess he knows. <laughs> Guess he heard. Oh and the problem God. was you couldn't get away if you did something at school. Like, Linda, Linda and Barb. And, well, Linda, they're both time, there. Linda was my teacher, Wayland's teacher. She taught all of us, mm-hmm. and uh, Barb I would duct get, taped my dad to a chair. <laughs> <laughs> duct taped his mouth. Here again, something you couldn't do today. It's <laughs> right, cool. right. Which may be something that's Meated, missing out of our yeah. culture. I remember getting off the bus, and my mom was sitting there waiting for <laughs> me. Like, <laughs> she, Linda, called she her knows. from school. I was like, "Shit, I, may <laughs> I die can't tonight. do anything." <laughs> You're surrounded. Yeah. Oh, man. So build character. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. I, I took the belt a few times when yeah. I was a kid and you learn stuff. <laughs> you do. Of, of it. Anyways, we got way off topic. Yeah. This yeah. Is way off. These are my favorite podcasts though. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, let's hit our wildlife word for the week, shall we? We didn't do, do we one have last one? week with, uh, with Taylor's going to love this segment. What yeah. is this? So, Something Tim created to make me look bad. <laughs> yep. So you don't know what you're talking about. He does. I don't. Exactly. 
the what wild, is it? The wildlife word. It's it's still a sponsorless segment of the show. Okay. But it's a term or a piece of vocabulary that describes natural phenomenon or wildlife biological phenomenon. And okay. Hopefully to educate our audience. And yeah. me. Probably. Yeah. You will be. Okay. I guarantee you, you won't know it. <laughs> I won't. This week's term is zoonotic disease. Boom. You know, you just want to hear me say it just to make sure. Yeah. I know. Confirm what, what I think I yeah. know. Yes. A zoonotic disease is any disease that can be transmitted from animals to humans. Oh, interesting. Lime so like Tim Wells likely got one from his slocking his, so arm, his leg. Through blood or through meat? <laughs> through anything. Yeah, anything. Through, through, through any transmission. Lyme's disease. But yeah, Lyme disease is a, is a great example. Okay. It can transmit from ticks to humans. It's kind of the concern out there on the horizon with the whole conversation about CWD. If it ever crosses that yeah. cervid to primate barrier, yeah. then there's, there's some real issues. But zoonotic disease. There you go. We learned something. If you can remember it by even by Zoonotic? this afternoon, yep. Okay. Zoonotic. I can never remember any of them. I still, we had one yesterday, and I don't remember what it was. And I actually knew what it was after you explained it. So. Yeah, I can't remember what that one Sidling. was. Up, oh, boom. Sidling. Just yeah, came yeah, up nice job. Boom. Hey, hey it's working. <laughs> so wildlife word. It. Yeah. Sweet. All right. We covered a lot of ground. That's right. We did a lot of off ground, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like I said, my yeah. favorite ones. It's mostly Taylor's fault. Yeah, man, we we never get derailed like this <laughs> when you're not here. Yeah. <laughs> Very on point, on topic. Yeah. So if folks want to give us a question to bat around on the air, do so by visiting duryoutdoors.com slash podcast. Click the send voicemail tab and leave your name, uh, your question, and try to make it brief. Some of our boy, questions. Boy, they're slow. They're long. <laughs> and I just would love for y'all to get to the point. <laughs> and so practice and then do it. And yeah. then hit the whole running. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Those are the best ones. Those are the best ones. Watch the show in DeerCast uh, on YouTube. And this is going to be one of those shows that they actually will want to watch because we have a pretty girl on the set. <laughs> that's right. We've only had two of them. It's when Rihanna was on and now oh, yeah. with you. And she that's, said that she had fun. Yeah. So Did she roll her eyes when she said that? Or she, <laughs> yeah. She She's like, that's oh, 10 yeah. guy. That was dude. great. <laughs> what was that one kid's name? <laughs> <laughs> he was so, weird. The one that peaked in high school. School. What was his name? No, no, absolutely. Didn't peak in high didn't school. Peak. God help us if I did. <laughs> oh, so listen wherever podcasts are published. That's right. You'll find yep. us. That's right. As always, head over to Deercast. Check out the farm giveaway. We're giving away a farm. If this is airing in July, which it should be, we're giving away a muddy blind and a ten foot platform. I the mean, house. all you got to do is sign up. Put yep. your name in the hat, and uh, it's pretty awesome. And frankly, your odds are really good. I mean, we, we have a lot of signups, but in general, it's not like lottery scale. You know, right. th th pretty good odds. So yeah. you should check it out. I think everybody that's won something so far has been very pleasantly shocked that they they always say the same thing: "I never win anything." Yep. Yeah. So here's your chance. Winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And yep. can maybe continue winning because we don't pull anyone's names out of the hat once they win something. Yeah, they yeah. just can continue yeah. to have chances. At Odds winning. are still in your favor. Yes. Yep. And the last thing I want to hit, as always, well, two things. First of all, our new TV shows are airing on the Outdoor Channel. So check them out. Bone Madness, Critical Mass, 
13, new mm-hmm. season, great hunts, biggest deer in our company's history is shot Greg Glessinger. Uh, so there's a lot of good stuff going on. Bow Madness, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be maybe our best season yet. Storylines are cool great. Stories. Hunts are great. Phenomenal bow kills. Yep. And 13 usually speaks for itself, the knowledge that Mark and Terry yeah. uh, share. A lot that we can learn and can continue oh, to, yeah. to pull out of that show. So anyways, check that out. And then PSCNation.com, uh, PSC Summer Shoot out.com you can win a hunt with soe outfitters in south texas this fall check it out yeah if you've ever been ever been jealous of john odell's yeah, hunts yeah. In texas Kills go giants. where he goes that's right yeah it's pretty sweet but not have to pay for it yeah. right so yes. yep. here's Bonus. your chance <laughs> so as always we appreciate you guys listening and watching and we got some cool and exciting new things coming yep. that's right all right take care next time. see you guys peace out